Six done right on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. And this is a program that is seeking your support. As Rourke said earlier when he started speaking, a lot of what we give is what the other majors are not going to provide to you because we are here without having, we don't have to ask a drug company if we can say this. We don't have to ask an oil company if we can say this. We don't have to ask anybody about getting permission to tell you the truth. 713-526-5738. Title of the show today, The Train Derailment in Palestine, Ohio. It's what we have become. Senator Sherrod Brown gets it. The Toxic Derailment of Palestine, Ohio. Subtitle is The Toxic Derailment in Palestine, Ohio. Tells an important story about our economic system that we would do well to understand through clear glasses, not through those colored glasses. Carter's goodness, we'll discuss as well. And actually, we'll start there. And of course, President, El Presidente está en Ukraine. All right, starting, let's start with the president. I love the guy. President Carter was always my hero, always. I was always a science nerd growing up in Panama. Contrary to popular belief, most people around the world have a lot of good feelings towards Americans. The American government, different thing. The American corporation, a different thing. But people look up to America as being that center where things happen. You know, that's where the la moda comes. That is where a whole lot of, you know, you can, you can be what you want to be, etc. So uh, the goal of a lot of folks who aren't necessarily... Uh, who think they have this new thing they want to do or they want to go to a good university, it's a good engineering school or whatever, they look up to America. You know, a lot of the right would want you to sit back there and believe like they hate Americans, they hate us for freedom. No, that's not true. You know, and those of us that come over here and we choose to live over here, we also want this country that we learned about back where, wherever we are, whether it's Pakistan, Panama, Costa Rica, wherever it is, we say, you know, we, we came to the States and we're going to make sure all, all of us live up to our ideals, right? So that's the reality. So, you know, we followed Carter back there in Panama. I read a lot about President Carter as a young man, actually as a teenager. I found out he was a nuclear physicist and worked on nuclear reactors. In my mind, that was the coolest thing ever. A president that was a nuclear engineer. I had already made up my mind to be an engineer. And guess what? The president of the United States was an engineer, a man of science. You know? Usually you see all these charlatanes as, you know, you, you know charlatanes, you had the, the, the Reagan and all these guys who kind of play the part. But really... You can, you can push them anywhere because you know what? They don't know, right? So you can have them do whatever. And they do it like puppets. Reagan was a puppet. You know? Anyhow, I was impressed with Carter's promoting the development of synthetic fuels and placing solar cells in the White House. I mean, think about it. This was back in 1978, 1976, between 76 and 79. And Carter, I mean, between 70, it was actually between, he served between 77 and 80. And Carter had the wherewithal to throw solar 
panels, and you know they weren't as good as they were now, on the White House. Why? He wanted to lead by example. He wanted us to get off of all these carbonated uh, these carbonated type fuels that are not regenerative, etc., etc., right? So he, his plan was to use the abundance of what we had in the United States, then carbon, turn it into, turn it into, you know, gasoline, diesel, or whatever, but also noting that there would be improvements that we could make even these fuels relatively green. This was back in 1970-something, folks. Then, of course, he had the solar panels on the top of the roof on, in, in the White House. Unfortunately, President Carter lost the election of 19, I think it was 1979 or 1980. I think it was 1980 was the election. All right, he lost the election, 1980. And Reagan comes into office. And the first thing Reagan does, a cowboy Reagan, the guy who hated Medicare. And by the way, for all of those that are listening to me, the hate of Medicare by the right didn't start recently. Reagan made a record. That's how they used, you know, we had cassettes and all of that. But in Reagan's time, it was a long play record talking about Medicare will take your freedom away. Of course, Medicare really gives you your freedom, but he was like, Medicaid will take your freedom. Medicare will take your freedom away. But anyhow, let's digress back to the subject at hand, Carter. So Carter, you know, with sin fuels uh, and all these other things, this was a forward-looking president. This was a president that absent somebody like Reagan being in the White House our entire energy picture would be different. And if you want an example, we don't have to leave this hemisphere. We can go to a place like Brazil. In Brazil, they took sin fuels. I call it sin fuels, even though it's, you know, it's ethanol. With their cane sugar abundance and made themselves independent. Energy independent. Why? Because they had forethought. And they didn't have folks that were lying to them about taking away your freedom. Trying to give you freedom now is taking away your freedom. Anyhow. Seven, go ahead, um, go ahead, Tori. I think some of what Carter was doing was economic nationalism because OPEC was uh, kicking in about then, if I remember, yes. uh, doing an embargo, embargo, cutting off the fuel, mm -hmm. you know, long lines at the gas stations. And uh, so it was some environmentalism, for sure. He was wearing his sweater and the uh, photo op in the White House and telling everybody to turn their thermostats down and putting on the solar panels. But I think some of that was economic nationalism as well. I, don't, I will not at all dispute that. That with you, Tori. But you know what? Uh, sometimes a cat can be skinned to in this, you know different ways. And the thing about it is, also the fact about using less energy. Yes, it was about nationalism. It was about it was about we have to be able to you know we don't we need to re remove our dependency from foreign sources controlling our energy picture. And I agree with that. But also, solar panels is inherently a green technology. And if I don't care by what means it comes, we got it right. Seven one three. 526-5738. Welcome to the chat, Eric, in the, in the room. 713-526-5738. Uh, Hit option number one. I would love for us to get some, uh, some, some contributions like now. 
I'm, I'm continuing with Carter before we go into the Ohio story. But please call 713-526-5738. I'm going to finish with Carter, and then I'm going to give you a mia culpa. All right, here we go. But I was most impressed with his life after the presidency. So, yes, Carter did a lot, a lot of stuff that folks don't know about. The, not the EPA, but FEMA was Carter. You know, there's a lot that this guy did in four years that was humane. But again, what impressed me most with Carter, what impressed me most was his life after the president. Of all the presidents living or dead, and that includes Bush 1, Bush 2, Obama, Reagan, those are the presidents that's lived through my lifetime. Well, Kennedy didn't have a post-presidency. Johnson did. Uh, of all these presidents, I have yet to find one who used his title as former United States president to do such good. I do not think there is one more impactful in what he does for humanity. Whenever people had elections in difficult places, they searched for Carter. Whenever people had problems with gorillas or whatever, they searched for Carter. Carter could speak to the, to, to the folks that we refer to as gorillas, or he would speak to the folks we refer to as Democrats. He could speak to everybody because he had inherent to his soul that person, that good person, that good person. I became a supporter of Habitat for Humanity because I saw President Carter building houses. An ex-president was hanging with the commoners, building homes with his bare hands and a hammer. As I learned more about this man, a selfless soul who did not forget where he came from as he helped millions, I wanted to follow in that path. We should all want to follow in that path. You know, if you take a look at, if you go to Fox News, they make a caricature out of, out of President Carter. And he never answers. He just goes out there and do good and do good and do good. It shows you, you don't have to join, you don't have to join the, the, the noise about you. You just go out there and you do good. And you do good. President Carter. President Carter. President Jimmy Carter is in hospice at, at his home right now. The man who seemed indestructible from illness may be on his last leg. But at 98, a servant to society, all I can say is mission cumplida, mission accomplished. Doesn't matter if you go today, tomorrow, or a year, or when, President Carter, you have one hell of a fan in Egberto Willis, brother. And like I said, uh, I, you, you, you look at other people and what other people do, Right? We, are, we all, to some extent, mimic what others do. And it is an honor to attempt to come to, to do some of what you've done 
when we think of our fellow man, when we think of others. Ashley is in the house and she says, hospice has hospice less than six months to live, by the way. I didn't know that. Thank you for that. Robert Davenport is in the house. Eric Hayes is in the house. Bruce Pollard is in the house. Thank you guys for listening to Politics Done Right online as well. Folks, please give us a call at 713-526-5738 and hit option one and become a contributor. We are looking for new new members as well. So if you have listened to us for a long time and you have never uh, supported the show, but you like the show, you like what we have to bring, please, please give us a call at 713-526-5738. Option number one. Option number one. 713-526-5738. Anyway, folks, let's do this. Uh, The next subject is going to be Senator Sherrod Brown on the Ohio derailment. But before I do that, I would love to see a contributor come on in because I can then call your name out before I tell the story. So I'm going to pitch for two minutes or three. I'm going to tell you a story for two minutes or three so that you can go to kpft.org and select the, the option that you want to s- contribute to our program. Please remember to select Politics Done Right so that it'll be credited to my show. I don't, get a, I don't get a penny. It all goes to KPFT. But so folks can understand that the contribution came via Politics Done Right. So call 713-526-5738 or, and hit the number one or go to KPFT. Dot O-R-G. Go to kpft.org. Let me tell you something, guys. And I said I was going to give you a mea culpa. It's not really a mea culpa. It's, it, it's sort of a thing that says, hey, I want you guys to realize this. Um, I come in here three times a week. Rourke comes in here five times a week. And uh, uh, you talk. Uh, Steve comes in here five times a week. We, we all do this because we believe in this project. We believe that Houston deserves, the Houston metropolitan area, the entire area, deserves, first of all, the kind of music that Rourke plays, which you won't get on mainstream media. Likewise, you deserve the kind of news that we give, which is news that's not, not catered through the corporatocracy. In other words, we're going to tell you the truth. And not only that, but you also have input within the news. Now, I'm going to just tell you on a personal level here. I drive a car that, let's say, gets 25 miles per gallon. And it's about 40 miles from my home to KPFT. So let's call it 80 miles round trip. So that 80 miles round trip, let's say, costs uh, three gallons of gas on uh, something a little. Let's just let's round it off to three gallons of gas every time I come to the studio. And let's call that the gas is three bucks, uh, three bucks a gallon. So every time I come to the studio, right, it's, it's uh, nine bucks. Over one week, it's $9 times three, that's $27. And over a month, $27 times four. Okay? Why am I saying this? Am I saying this to, to get a pat on my back? Hell no. 
I am saying this to say all the volunteers, it's not just about coming in. And by the way, I didn't count the wear and tear on the car by throwing 80 miles on every Monday, Wednesday, Friday to come here. I didn't throw that on. But there's also wear and tear in the car. Why am I saying this? I am saying this because those of us who volunteer to do this work, we do it because we know there is a need. And we, it's on a continuous basis that we do it. And what I ask you so kindly is to give us a call and do your little part. Can you give $25 for this quarter? Can you give $40 for this quarter? Can you give $100 and get the Politics Done Right t-shirt? Whatever you can. Be a part if you can. I mean, if you can't, it's understood. If you're listening and you're going through hard times, I get it. I still want you listening. I still want you sharing. But help us. Help us. Give us that ability to go out there and tell the truth. Inform people. And I'm going to tell you why it's so much more important when we go into the th second subject of the day. Because it, it ties right into what Rourke said in the beginning with the derailment here in the Houston metropolitan area as it does in Ohio, in Palestine, Ohio. So I ask you so kindly to call 713-526-5738. One more time, 713-526-5738. Option number one. And please go ahead and say, you know, you want, to sub you want to give whatever you can. And by the way, you can also go directly to the website, kpft.org. Hit the donate button. Please remember to select that it's under the hospice of politics done right so that we're credited. Note, however, I get nothing. This is just for our station. This is to keep us on air. This is to make sure that things get done. Bruce Pollard is in the house. He said, good day. When you talk about the train wreck, I think there is a problem with the people who make decisions like the burn. Uh, that what? What a way to make a mess more a mess. I know, Bruce. Uh, I tell you, um, I was talking to somebody recently. I don't re recall who it was. And we were talking about what. Oh, I was talking to Gene Piaquadio. He took over my ComDRV NT program. And he was saying, you know, it's turning out that nobody is follow no, no we, we can't get good people in corporations anymore and i'm like it's not that we can't get good people we're not training good people because it's a corporate bill and right now we've reached the stage where corporations don't take real risks corporations don't do real innovation we do we do the innovation our tax dollars go to universities and colleges and grants to corporations to innovate they don't take the risk to innovate, but then they tell us that the reason we should suffice with inflation, etc., oh, it is somehow to make sure innovation does not go away. It's a lie. 713-526-5738. Option number one to donate or go to kpft.org. All right. Second story is Senator Sherrod Brown gets it. Senator Sherrod Brown did not hold back as he let Norfolk Southern have it. He pointed out 
that instead of investing in the safety of their operations, they use their poor profits for stock buybacks and dividends. I want you guys to get what that means, folks. Under the Trump administration, they relaxed rules on trains to, to they remo remove regulations for better breaking, for breaking in the uh, 21st century breaking and all of that. Things that could likely, even if there is a derailment, that these containers and trucks would be protected, right? Yeah. All of those, poof, went away. We want to deregulate. We want to take away regulations. We don't need regulations. The government regulates too much. And you know why the government regulates? You know why we, the people, regulate? Because they, the corporations, will do as little as possible to increase the profits of their shareholders and the dividends of their shareholders. And, of course, with that comes maximal bonuses for the executives. It's all there. And that's what it's for. And that's why we need regulations. We must have regulations to protect whom? You. But because you are listening to news on ABC, CBS, NBC, MSN, all these other stations where the plutocracy, the corporatocracy has a, can come on and give, their, give their, their line point of view with those reporters not given a good pushback, Many Americans now would sing the same song. Many, many rank-and-file Americans, regular common Americans will go out there and say, too much regulations. We have too much regulations. We can't have that. And they believe what the corporations are saying. Ah, if you'll deregulate, it'll be fine. So we vote for people who would deregulate industry. We vote for people who would put our own lives at risk. And when you go to Ohio... Palestine, Ohio is a direct result of a corporation trying to get more profits for its shareholders, its bonuses for its executives, and more money in dividends for all those who own the stock. That's what you are seeing in Palestine. Palestine, Ohio, that is. But, but, it gets deeper because we... We, the American people, are all responsible for Palestine, Ohio. Egberto, what are you talking about? How can I be responsible for Palestine, Ohio? Let me first read from Sherrod Brown. But before I do that, I want to say, folks, please call 713-526-5738. Option number one. I don't think I have a, a supporter yet. I am still waiting. I'm checking my phone to see if one has come in yet. Folks, you're making me a very sad person because we know what we do here is important work. And we're giving you a show, full show. Please call 713-526-5738. Option number one to donate. Option number two to get on air. All right. So, Sherrod Brown, uh, th this is what the reporter said. The EPA administrator and the governor says that the municipal water and the air uh, are both safe, said Pamela Brown. But residents, they are worried about contamination, and some say they have gotten rashes, sore throats, nausea, and headaches. As I just pointed out, Senator Brown, you were just there this week on Thursday. Should the residents of East Palestine 
accept the assurances from the government or are they right to be skeptical? That is all the senator needed to unleash himself against corporate malfeasance. After a few words, he appropriately launched into corporations. So, this is, Pamela, this is really the same old story, Brown said with passion. Corporations do stock buybacks. They do big dividend checks. They lay off workers. Thousands of workers have been laid off from Norfolk Southern. Then they don't invest in safety rules and safety regulations. And this kind of thing happens. Yeah, this kinds of things happen. The senator got to the core then. He said, that is why people in East Palestine are upset, Brown continued. They know they have, they know that corporate lobbyists have had far too much influence in our government. And they see this as the result. And this kind of thing shouldn't happen. There was also a Norfolk Southern derailment in Sandusky on Lake Erie in Ohio. There was one just a few days ago in Detroit. And of course, Rourke made us aware there was one right here last week in the Houston metropolitan area, Montgomery County. These things are happening because the three, because these, the railroads, are simply not investing the way they showed in car safety and in the rail lines themselves. Again, maximum profit, maximum dividends, you name it. Sherrod Brown warned residents that Norfolk Southern will try to buy them off with those $1,000 checks. You know, anybody in, 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 in uh, East Palestine right now, East Palestine, Ohio, you know, Norfolk has given out $2.5 million in $1,000 checks, man. They're, they're, it's raining money in in East Palestine, but Sherrod Brown has a warning. He says, do not, do not take that check if you have. Take the check, but do not sign your rights to sue Northern or Norfolk Southern because you know what? Many times that's what they do. You want $1,000 and these people are strapped for cash now. You want $1,000? Here's $1,000. Okay, sign this waiver. You promise not to sue. I don't know if they're doing that, but one, you should not do it. The senator did not leave Congress blameless. He is well aware that many of them are on the corporate take. That's the end of the Ohio story, but there's more to talk about the Ohio story. Remember earlier I said we are, all of us must be blamed for Ohio or wherever all these derailments are going to occur. Because too many of us have bought into that deregulation thing. Let me give you a little Texas story. You know, uh, uh, the, the, our, our leadership in Texas and Austin, Republican leadership, likes to talk about local, local control. Local control. They love to talk about local control because they don't want control from Washington. So they like to talk about local control. But anytime local control, you had a, you had a town, 
I can't remember, somewhere in the Dallas area. I don't remember the name of the town. There were gas wells all over the land in that area, and these gas wells were leaking. So this town passed an ordinance that prohibited drilling in certain places to protect humans, to protect the people from having to aspirate these hydrocarbons that could be cancerous. You know what? Yours truly, you know what your government who loves local control did? You know what they did? They passed a law that prevented local control. They passed a law that prevented local control. So it's all a joke. They don't care about you. They don't, I repeat, the people that you have elected, the people at Texas have elected into the, con- into the legislature. They don't care about you. Now they're talking about vouchers, right? To rural America, to my brothers and sisters in Yoakum, Texas, Brenham, Texas, Smithville, Texas, and all these very small towns who don't have the superpower in there to have any, any kind of private schools or whatever, if you, if your state representative signs off to have vouchers that will extract money out of the public school system, your kid, your kid that you would love to go to AM or Texas Tech or the University of Texas, they will suffer. Because as one of the leadership said to a parent when he didn't know he was being taped, yes, this is going to take money out of the public, the funding out of the public educational system. They don't care about you. All of you that are voting for these people singing freedom, freedom, glory, glory, hallelujah. They unwrap, they wrap, they wrap themselves in the flag and they do all these great things to let you believe they're so Americana, right? They don't care about you. They, don't, they come to you to get some money. They come to you to tell you this is what we're going to do. And what do you get? Do you get health care? Hell no. Do you get a hospital? Hell no. Do you get good roads? Hell no. Go to small town Timbuktu, Texas. You know what they tell you though? They tell you, you know, it's those damn brown people in Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin. They're taking everything. So hate them, hate them and vote for us. It's a lie. You know why? You know why those other places get things? Because that's where your peeps live. My brothers and sisters who are listening to me in rural America, uh, share this program. Are you in rural America? If you're in, anybody in rural America right now that's listening to me, give me a call, 713-526-5738. And I'd like to talk to you on air. Hit option two. But I also want you guys to call 713-526-5738. Hit option one and contribute to Politics Then Right. Uh, we still, we're, we're still waiting for you guys to call in and say, we support the program. We want to ensure. It's a slow Monday. It's a slow Monday, but you know what? You can make it a better Monday. You can make it a much better Monday. But going back to the case, we have to do better. It's our fault. Palestine is our fault. The grid in Texas that failed, it's our fault. 
uh, the ports that's not working right is our fault. A healthcare system on the brink of collapse is our system. And by the way, when I say on the brinks of collapse, I don't mean for the wealthy people or for people who are working for corporations and doing well. That's not who I mean. They will always have good health care, always, because they can pay. They can pay the ridiculous prices that their corporations will do to keep a frail system alive. But most of you are in rural America. Most of you in Timbuktu America. Most of you don't get it. So what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, please, I, I implore to you, we have to take responsibility for those we put into office. We have to not listen to what they say, what they're paid to say. We have to vote folks that are going to make sure we have that hospital in Timbuktu, Texas. You are just as American, just as Texas, as we are in Houston or Dallas or anywhere else. Demand, demand it. I can tell you one thing. You're not going to get it from the current list of politicians that you support. You won't. You won't get it from those politicians because they don't care about you. Telling you know you have that person who cares about you and they tell you they care about you, right? But they really don't. We care about you here. Vote appropriately. Okay, we can bring her in. Uh, Alistair, how you doing, my dear beautiful lady? Hey, brother. I got to tell you, you know, Governor Abbott's speech about, you know, the schools will still be fully funded and yada, yada, yada with the voucher program is such BS. He is so misleading. He, he really knows how to spin words because fully funded does not mean they won't lose money. Uh, you know, they, fully, they, they you will know, lose fully money. Funded, fully funded means that they will have the state minimum requirement to, to per student, so to speak. Exactly. You, so, you just said the magic word, Alistair. You just said the magic word. They will have the, mo- the full, full supplement per per student so as students leave it drops yep yep and you know the wealthy person who lives in you know check this out let's say a wealthy person that lives in Brenham Texas that normally wouldn't have a school a a, a private school in Brenham because of its size I'm using Brenham as as an example right right no yeah it's just a town Uh, okay And, and 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 now that person who's now going to get $10,000 from the state, suddenly it makes sense for them to put their kid in a private school, a private whatever type of school in Houston, Texas, and get a driver to drive them there every day. Because you know what? It's funded now. They can. They, you know, they can, yeah. So the wealthy person is going to do that. But the average person from Brenham, the average person from Yoakum, from Smithville, from Atchafalaya, from all these places. Aldean. Aldean. They won't have an option. And uh, yeah. w- one of the reasons I'm talking to my rural brothers and sisters is the following. Uh, the, the, there has been an alliance between urban America and rural America to defeat this voucher program for the last several sessions, right? It's defeated Correct. every time because there's a call. The, the rural folks realize they're going to get hurt. But when you have a lion governor 
that's going to give them the implication that somehow nothing's going to change when one of his executives go and talk to a parent that says, yeah, it's probably going to reduce the amount of money public school gets. Would you like to come on TV and say it's a good thing? Come on, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Alistair. Exactly. Anyway, anything else you'd like to add, my dear beautiful lady? No, brother, we're all good. I just wanted to get my two cents in on the voucher because I think it's a crack. Thank you so kindly for calling in. So you have a wonderful day, okay? You too, brother. Take care. All right, folks, 713-526-5738. Hit option one. We are waiting for our contributors. Today is a effectively a slow day. I don't know if it's because it's a holiday for some or not, but we cannot do this without you. And as you can see, we give real program. Now, Robert Davenport says the following. The Norfolk Southern Railroad Board of Directors, Ohio Governor, and Norfolk Southern Executives should move to East Palestine, Ohio for the next six months if it is indeed so safe to, re- to, to, uh, to remove all doubt. I agree with you, Brother Davenport. I think that's what we should do. They, if they want to make the point that it is safe to live there now, go move to East Palestine. You guys are the leaders. Let's show. You're, you're one of you actually destroyed this, this city. The other one runs it. Yeah, you live there. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Bruce says, if you can smell a burn, it is 10 times more concentrated than health rules might permit. But the laws don't apply for upset events. That's why they burn. And you know what is, what is the other thing, Bruce? And, and it's interesting because um, they, 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 they're testing for chemicals, right? And they're saying, oh, no, no, no. They, we test for these chemicals and they're nowhere in the water supply and they're nowhere in the, on your surfaces or in the ground or whatever. What they forget to tell you is the change in compounds after burning, so they may be testing for the vat for the for these things that were in these containers, but if they're not testing for the different outcomes from the burn, the different particulates that get created from the burn, which would, would which increase new compounds that include nit- nitrogen, uh, carbon, and other uh, other materials, if they don't include that, you know, it won't happen. Anyhow, let's see. It seems to me that we have a. New member, Lisa Wright from Brooklyn, New York. Thank you so kindly. How can we let Brooklyn take over and not Houston? Come on, Houston. Come on, Katie. Come on, Humble. Come on, all you places. Uh, she says, I have intended to... Whoops, I, I lost my page. But thank you so kindly, Lisa. We can't do this without it. I've intended to donate to, for some time. Although I am from New York City, I appreciate the coverage of the news by Egberto of the Politics Done Right. Thank you so kindly, Lisa. I really, really, really appreciate that. You don't know how kindly I do. We cannot do radio, this type of radio, without you at all. So thank you so kindly. Thank you so kindly. All right, folks, we have one other story, but before I get into the story, uh, a call may be coming in and I want, I don't want to interrupt the story, so I'll do it. So at the same time, while I wait for that call, go ahead and please call 713-526-5738 and hit extension number one. And I'm ready for Eric. Come on in, Eric. How are you doing, my dear friend? I think, is this Eric from the, from the chat? 
Eric, come on in. Yeah, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, super. Yeah, I uh, I was listening to your conversation. I've listened to you a few times now, but uh, you were just talking about uh, private schools in Brenham, and I just happened to live in Brenham. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just thought, uh, I just wanted to give you um, some reality. Okay. That was off the top of my head, there's about it. There's about five to ten private schools in Britain. Okay, well, I uh-huh. thank you for telling me that, but let me just tell you this. Right, by the way, I went to Blinn College for my first year of college. <laughs> so I, I, I love Little Town Brenham, and the only reason I brought up Brenham was an example, and I said I don't know if Brenham had private schools or not, but thank you for uh, correcting me. So I can't use Brenham, but I can use probably Smithville, Texas. <laughs> But anyway, that wasn't the that was the real purpose of my college. I'm I'm just a big fan of vouchers uh-huh. uh, because because I think that they give a lot of flexibility to parents uh-huh. out there, and they really put they really put property taxes, which I really detest. I really wish we had I really, I really wish we had an income tax in place of a of a property tax because I don't think anybody should be taxed for their homestead. Right. I think that's wrong. Um, but I think it's a good use, a good, a good use of tax dollars. An individual wants to see their tax dollars spent. Mm. Okay. How should they do that? Let me let me and first it, tell it, you that I agree with you that it, I, I don't. It their ideas I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I just think it it it, it marries up all. All individuals' ideals of conscience is what it does. Eric. Instead of, instead of confining them to, to one avenue. Okay, Eric. Eric, let me let me just say that I think we're in agreement with property taxes versus income taxes. I think property taxes are, are, are a bad thing uh, for for it. But you know, I find it amazing, right, uh, Eric, that we don't have a uh, that many don't have a problem having to pay property taxes on their home, their biggest capital asset, right? But they won't want you to. Uh, they don't want the rich person to pay capital taxes on their stocks or anything else. All the same thing. It's it's a capital that we own, right? So. I, I am glad that you said that I do prefer, I would prefer an income tax over a property tax. But you know why they, don't, they won't do that? Because they, they save the wealthy income person. And if you happen to be property rich but cash poor, you are screwed. You are not allowed to own a whole lot of property if you can't afford uh, the taxes on that property, which I think is entirely and completely unfair. So I am 100% in agreement yeah, I, with you. Absolutely, and the way property taxes is done, and this is really throughout our country, is that it's used as 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 a way to pigeonhole people, people that poor people, right? People of Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, now oh, uh, Eric, Eric, I want to interrupt you because we, uh, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time, but here's the deal. I am yeah. glad you said that it pigeonholes poor people. It, uh, it, it, it gives them, the, it tells them that they can never save up and really own land and all this kind of stuff because ultimately they won't be able to afford the property taxes, so it keeps them in their place. But here's the deal. I think the same way about vouchers, though. And can I explain? I don't know why. Let me explain. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Let me explain now. Yes. Okay, here, here's the deal about vouchers. Uh, we have a public school system, right, where you learn. Now, uh, there is no incentive in, uh, in a private – a private system is a for-profit system, meaning you have to 
whoever are the shareholders in that particular school that you're talking about, get a skim off of the monies that you are paying. Number two, they underpay their teachers, right? In other words, they can't afford to pay the kind of uh, to, to pay the kind of money uh, to. Uh, yeah, they can't afford to pay the kind of money that you would normally pay, right, to the teachers in the other in the other schools. So inherently, if you believe the stuff that we always talk about, where we say you get what you pay for, it is actually what uh, private schools have shown. Most private schools, except those that are done for the super wealthy, guess what? They are the outcomes are much worse than the public school system. And these are these are things that nobody wants to put out there in you know the newspapers are not putting all this data out by choice, etc. 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 They need to. But hey, look, we gotta get some pitching done here by our good friend. Um, so let me go ahead and ask you to give us a call back another time because I love the way you think and I think we can come to some consensus. Okay, my brother? All right. No. Well, you have a good day. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Hey, Marlo, talk to me. Well, uh, I, I will. I want to. I'm happy to do it, but I need to let you know that Tori has an opinion. Is that not true, Tori? Tori uh, go oh, ahead, yeah. Tori. I know that that's a rare thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was a teacher, so spent a long time in public schools, and uh, we've been talking a lot about public versus private, but we also need to talk about public versus private versus community organized schools. And it's parallel to what we see here in the radio world. You know, there's private radio stations, mm-hmm. for-profit, and then there's the uh, public radio stations like KUHF. And then there's and These us. are government-funded. And then there's community radio stations like KPFT. And so we need to start community organized schools, schools that aren't organized by private corporations or by the state, schools that are organized by the teachers and the parents and the students. I think that is, you remember when we were talking, that's a compromise position right there. That is the compromise position that you mentioned. And we love compromise, but mostly we love to hear what you have to say, and we especially love to hear it on Politics Done Right. Listen, we are $150 away from our goal, Egberto. Oh. We don't have a lot of time. We need to, if you if you care, if you are interested in having more of Egberto Willis, if you want to hear Politics Done Right on this radio station, if you want to be the person who can pull us up by our bootstraps and make sure that Egberto is here for another day, please make that donation 713-526-5738 I'll say it really close really slow for you guys on drugs 713-526-5738 we need more people making those phone lines ring we need more people supporting Egberto Willis and politics drunk done right don't let Lisa be the only one oh my gosh I mean you know here she is donating for like what did she say? She has intended to donate for a long time. She's coming out of the closet. Come on, let's see a little love for Egberto Willis right now. 713-526-5738. And you know she's from New York. We will not hold that against her. No, I I, I love it. I just love it. And I, I'm saying, Houston, let's let's come on in. This is this is our station. 713-526-5738. Option number one. And let's see those lines light up. And let's see, you can do it right here. If you don't like to talk to our operators, hey, they're standing by. They're they're 
much more polite than I am. But we are here, and you can light us up. We've got two lines going. Let's see if we can get a bingo. We need a bigger than bingo. We are short $150. (laughs) I actually want to say, let's say we're short 200. You guys can call in right now. 713-526-5738. Hit option one. We gave you a full show. We gave you some truth. We gave you all of this. We can't do it without you. Marlo is here every day. Marlo is, I gave you that, that copulation <laughs> with my gasoline, right? That copulation with gasoline appears to all of us, all of us here. Well, thank you, Egberto. Please go ahead. I'm going to let him close his show out, but man, please make those calls of support. 713-526-5738. Anyway, folks, uh, I just got the one minute mark. You guys can still call in now and say, hey, I'm, I'm donating for Politics Done Right. Even if you waited for the show to end, you can say, hey, this is for Politics Done Right. I want to thank everybody in the screen. Eric Hayes, Robert Davenport, May Wood, Bridge MCP, uh, uh, the Bruce Pollard, everybody. Thank you so kindly for being here. Folks, look, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. Couldn't do it without you. And you know how we end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.